Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Random Randy, here to fill you guys in on a little bit of information regarding another mechanism of our past known as time. That's right, time. The ever-churning, ever-forward-pacing, linear motion that we were taught about in school. And uh, just a note there. Anyway, getting right into it, guys. Time. Observed by so many different groups, religions, philosophies throughout time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, time is also known as the destroyer of all things. The destroyer of civilizations. The destroyer of infrastructure. Of uh, all the marks that humanity has left on this world. Become null and void after extended periods of time. So what is time? Uh, time is a sequence of events that occurs in an apparently irreversible succession from the past through the present and into the future. So it's also referred to as the fourth dimension. Um, but the thing I want to focus on here is time as a mechanism for change in the world we live in. Now, keep in mind, the operational definition of time does not address what the fundamental nature of it is. So it doesn't explain uh, why events can happen forward and backward in space, but they can only happen forward in the progression of time. So there's a lot of things that are thought of as outside of time, things like black holes um, and so on. So a lot of different things. Now, there's a lot of different ideas as to what time is, a lot of different philosophies, um, different ways that it's been measured, the calendars, uh, hourglasses, etc., so we're not really going to focus on its measurement today. We're not really going to focus on its definition. You all are very familiar with time as you are currently down in it. Okay. Um, one thing to note, though, is that time is different here on the surface than, say, if we went uh, 100 miles up into what is uh, known as space, we would be experiencing time differently, at least based on our measurement devices that we've sent, supposedly sent up there, you know. Um, so philosophy of time, we have two different philosophies and, um, you know, may very well be a combination of both of these linear and cyclical, right? Um, there's also some theories that it's uh, not just cyclical, but it is everything happening all at once here. And now we are just tuned in chronologically to our here and now, uh, which can also be thought of as a dimension, right? Um, Maybe it's a dimension of time, not necessarily of space. So time is a tricky thing. But what I wanted to focus on today is, uh, you know, that we are taught of absolute space and time, you know, with Newton, the apple, and so on and so forth. Now, they feel free and take a look into all of this once again, guys. Um, Time is an interesting thing. There's a lot of conflicting definitions, a lot of things regarding relativity, you know, to be, to not to be, so on. Um, now, there are also personifications of time, and Kronos is one of those that I find very interesting. Kronos, uh, you know, consumes his own children, much like time consumes all of the efforts of all of us here, Right. In the end of everything, if there is an end, if there's such thing as an end, time will have consumed all of our culture, all of our cities, 
and so on. So um, something else interesting is, is the Greek version of Kronos was Kairos. Now, this made me think, you know, a lot about Cairo being uh, the spelling of it nowadays being a mixture of Kronos and Kairos. Now, Cairo is right near where the pyramids are, right? For those that don't know, it's relatively close by. Um, so is this a city lost in time? So it's an interesting concept there. But, um, you know, I was sitting watching this pretty interesting show called The Wheel of Time, where they have this understanding, this knowledge that time is cyclical, much like, you know, the Hindus do with the Yugas. Um, so it made me want to dive back into this. Now, I have an episode on the podcast where I spoke with the author of the book, The Yugas, Mr. Joseph Selby, and he gives me the lowdown on how we are all experiencing our own cycle within our lifetimes uh, that then is a larger part of a bigger cycle outside of us. Okay. So it's very interesting. I recommend go take a look at the yugas.com. Give yourself uh, you know, a dive into what these cycles of time are about. Okay, it's, it's a tradition in India, but in also other places. Something interesting is a Sri Yukteswar wrote this book, uh, The Holy Science, in 1894. And we see a lot of interesting things coming about around the 1900s, which oddly enough, line up with the cycles of time known as the yugas, right? So we are transitioning from a very material age into an energy age, and you can see this. In our technology, in our way of thinking, in spirituality coming out. So it's it's progressing gradually through the energy age and into the mental age. Now, what I think is happening with the um, you know, transhumanism and all of this stuff is it is a mechanism for getting to this trait that you get, where it's all a mental age. Because guess what? Once everybody is a part of artificial intelligence or is within the energy, it becomes all mental once again, and then it would transition back out into a spiritual age and so on and so forth and back around. So it's, it's very interesting that this is an old idea. Okay. But some in this world are so embedded in the current paradigm, right? The absolute nature of time that we're blind to these interesting series of events that happen over vast, vast stretches of time, right? So the yugas are, are a Hindu understanding of time, okay? And in Hindu cosmology, there's personification, just like in any good cosmology. And the, the uh, personification of time in the Hindu is Kala, which means time or death. So these are one and the same in Indian culture, time and death. So it destroys all things, right? Time takes us all out, you know, everything, uh, including doing, uh, you know, irreparable things to these gods themselves. These gods change, different aspects, you, you know, come out of them. Um, evidence of this is within these Hindu traditions. Okay, so in, in Hindu tradition, time is infinite and cyclic. So, you know, I would ask, how does something, how is something infinite and cyclic uh, at the same, quote, time? 
right? So it gets a little bit confusing uh, if you're not willing to think far, far outside the box for the you know concept of time and life. Uh, so some of the spiritual stuff going on with time is, uh, you know, the embodied soul is the inv- individual, uh, is the life force within us. Um, the life force itself is eternal and, and is not created or destroyed. So I, I like this concept because, you know, it doesn't suggest an end of days scenario where the sun explodes, all time is done, everything is destroyed. It doesn't suggest that. What it suggests is a beautiful cycle, much like what I was showing you in the last uh, video, you know, regarding regarding the reclamation of things, the shifting and changing of this world. And, um, you know, so I, I think that when we look at gods, we can consider, uh, you know, a god being time itself, being these different mechanisms, gods in themselves. So instead of imagining, you know, a giant person comes down and, you know, wipes the earth clean in between, perhaps time itself does that. Okay. So just wanted to touch on time a bit here for everybody and, and kind of look at, you know, what time can do to things. Um, I mean, hundred years into the future, time can go from something like this here to something like this or from a, a rock quarry to something else. Uh, this is not a good representation, so I will lose that. But anyway, um, time does interesting things. Now, we as humanity are a part of time. So we ourselves, um, and I'll get into that probably in the next one, humanity as a mechanism for change in this world so because that's a big one right that's a really big one um and i think it's very important that we understand that we're kind of all at the beck and call of time or of chronos or of saturn so the symbolism is not just dark and scary and evil the symbolism itself is just what it is right um it's whether you choose to note it as uh you know detrimental or or what right like is chronos evil for being time and consuming all of his children right because we are all the children of time we are all the spawn of this cycle the cycle of time so i just wanted to touch on time it's a little tricky to get into this um, you know, without getting to kind of like belief systems and structures and things like that, you know, the cosmic egg. I mean, there are so many different beautiful, beautiful stories regarding what time is. So I will leave that up to you folks. And I know this is going to be a little bit short, but that's fine. Um, so just keep that in mind that time is a very powerful thing and it's a possibility that we are within this wheel of time. And that's about all I've got for today. So thank you so much. Uh, recommend, share, like, comment, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Uh, it helps the channel out, helps us get noticed and, uh, you know, starts conversations. And that's really what this is all about. All of this data we have available to us in a very limited period of time. So the quicker we can get to thinking outside of the box of time outside of the box of 
confined spirituality and confined idealism, you know, I think the better off that we will all be. Um, it's tricky, though. It's really tricky. There's a lot of very beautiful stories in this world, a lot of very beautiful concepts. And uh, that's about it. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And again, this has been Random Randy signing out.